Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 or 14 minutes, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to keep focused on our faith in God and His will for our lives. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So our being in the Bible daily, thinking about studying, talking about what God, what God has done for us and how, what he has waiting for us, if we will live faithfully by his teachings, oh, there's nothing, there's no practice that is more valuable for us to pursue on a daily basis than that. Help people in your life turn their lives around, grow in their faith, come closer to God, and maybe even get to heaven by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about our own worst enemy, man's worst enemy. Well, let's, let's kind of narrow it down. Let's talk about we live in this particular country. Now, if you're listening from some country around the world, then just focus upon who is your worst enemy in that country. In the United States of America, we might say this nation or that nation, you know, they're our worst enemy. They're not. Now, that's not excusing what some of their, their thoughts and desires as far as our destruction or conquering us might be, but, but they're not our worst enemy. We are, we are our worst enemy. Now, we might say, somebody might say, well, wait, a, wait a minute, I thought you've talked about the devil. He's our worst enemy. He's our most deadly enemy. And 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, he is that roaring lion, walking about, around like a roaring lion. He is our adversary, our enemy, one who stands against us, and he's always seeking our destruction. But the devil cannot make us sin. The devil cannot make us do wrong. He is our enemy, and he is about our destruction, but he cannot make us take that pathway through life. We make the choices. And as Jesus said, most people are going down the wrong road. The road led by the devil as their guide, sinfulness, unrighteousness, ungodliness, wickedness, sin, evil. That ultimate destination is eternal condemnation in hell. But the devil doesn't make them go down that road. They make the choices. Jesus said the few are going down the narrow pathway of truth. That is God's truth, communicated to us through his word. His word is truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8 and verse 32. Your word is truth, John 17, verse 17. That's God's word. But Jesus said the few are going down that pathway that leads to eternal life in heaven. So the devil can't make us not go down the right road. The devil can't make us disobey God. We make the choices ourselves. So ultimately it comes down to man, well, he is his own worst enemy. We are our own worst enemy when we choose to not follow God, but to follow the leadings of the devil into sin. So we've talked about how sin is abnormal behavior for the human species because God has created us with a soul. 
In Genesis 1 and verse 26 through 28, God created us in his own image after his likeness. And as such, unique, superior to all the other animals that he had created upon this earth with no soul, not created in God's image, he gave us dominion over all of them. He gave us dominion over all of them. And I believe over the earth in general. So when we sin, God created us to be righteous. He created mankind in the beginning pure, sinless, and with the opportunity to live forever even on this earth because he placed them in a garden that he prepared for them to sustain their physical lives forever and placed the tree of life in there. As long as they would continue to eat the fruit thereof, they would live forever. But the devil came along, tempted them, and they sinned. They disobeyed God, and they became sinners. But the devil did not make them sin. They chose to disobey God, and that sin. And we know everything changed one day, that day. So then we noted that vice or wickedness, evil, sinfulness, it's harder on a person in the long run than virtue. It's harder. How many people have suffered the consequences of alcoholism? Now, people, again, we're a, a, you know, we have a mindset these days in our country of victimology. We're not responsible for anything we do. Yeah, all the bad things that we might do, even, even evil that we might pursue, you know, we blame it on something else, on somebody else, and circumstances, on society, on the culture, yeah, whatever it is. The, the fact that the matter is, bottom line, we make the choices ourselves. And how many people have abused their body through alcoholism? How many people have abused their physical well-being through taking illicit drugs? How many people have suffered the consequences of a long lifestyle of sexual immorality that eventually took its toll on their physical bodies? How many people have not paid attention to what the Apostle Paul wrote in, in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 9 when he said, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and so they abused their body or did not take care of their body? In different ways, they suffered the consequences then. Well, who made those choices? Who took that course down that, those particular pathways? They did themselves. Man is his own worst enemy. Sin may not be done with us when we are done with it. <laughs> I remember many years ago, I was preaching in a special series of lessons in a, another city than where I lived at that time. And um, after one evening service, whoever wanted to stay around, there were some refreshments and there were cookies, you know, and some beverages and everything. And, and so I was standing there eating a good cookie that somebody had brought. And one of the young ladies in the congregation came up to me and she said, when you are through with Cookie, Cookie may not be through with you. <laughs> I thought that was, that was really cute. And it was absolutely true. Now, we could say that about anything. 
Let's say somebody, somebody is a diabetic. They're not supposed to have sweets, but there's that really luscious-looking piece of chocolate cake. Oh, and they eat it. And oh, it's while it's in their mouth, it tastes so good. And of course, they abstain from sweets to a great extent. So this is just exquisite because they're not supposed to have it to begin with. And they eat it. And then later, they suffer the consequences. They struggle, maybe insulin shock or whatever it might be, because they ate something they knew they were not supposed to eat. They were their own worst enemy. I remember a lady one time, she was told she was not supposed to eat certain foods. And it could be life-threatening. I was told that somebody asked her, what are you eating? And her response was, whatever I want. And she ended up dying as a result of that particular physical disorder that she had. Now, I, I don't know, maybe she, maybe she became more disciplined and stopped eating what she was not supposed to eat. I don't know. But somewhere along the line, that particular physical disorder took her life, I believe. We keep making bad choices and we keep suffering bad consequences thereby. Sin may not be done with us. Again, when you're finished with cookie, cookie may not be finished with you. When you're finished with that piece of chocolate cake, that chocolate cake may not be finished with you. It may take a toll on your body if you're not supposed to have sweets. Well, we play around with sin, and then we say, well, that's it, no more. But sin may not be finished with us. And so the devil keeps hitting us in those points of weakness in our spiritual mindset. However short a time we give it, however hastily we flee it, however skillfully we try to cover it up, God always knows. And sin will track us down and dog us later in life. Voltaire pronounced, in man is more wretchedness than in all other animals put together. Man loves life, yet he knows he must die. And then Voltaire concluded, I wish I had never been born. What a sad, horrible, horrible, doomsday kind of mentality that was. And he was supposed to be a smart guy. Yeah, he did not have the right focus in life. God offers us the hope, the promise, and we're not talking about a wild wish or an unrealistic dream. He offers us the real hope with the expectation of fulfillment of an eternal home with him in heaven. If we'll follow his guidebook, his word, the Bible. Colonel James Gardner declared that in his course of wickedness, he had often envied the life of a dog. Gracious, what fatalistic, what negative mentality is expressed in that statement. Why? He often envied the life of a dog because he was living a wicked life and he was suffering the consequences thereof. How he could have turned his mental vision around if he had become more spiritually oriented and lived by God's teachings. We don't ever need to suffer that kind of fatalistic doomsday 
worthless kind of self-image. God created us in his image, after his likeness, with an eternal soul. We'll finish our study next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for making us with a soul, instilling within us a conscience to govern our lives, to sound, sound warning alerts when we're contemplating doing something that is ungodly. Thank you for giving us your word as our manual for life and understanding that it is absolutely true and pure. Thank you, Father, for waiting for us to be with you in heaven if we will walk with you on this earth. Help us to communicate all of these blessings, all of this hope to everybody around us and to your glory, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.